So in our reading we hear the names of many cities, not always the easiest to pronounce, uh, but a very international journey of uh, St. Paul's or St. Paul's uh, missionary trips. And we hear how they go into a city, they, they, they preach, in some places they're accepted, in some places they aren't, in some places there are great healings and miracles and, and questions and discussions and all sorts of uh, wonderful experiences and, and challenges at the same time. I'm not sure if you've ever had the experience of, you probably have, of being in a plane and flying over a city at night. <clears throat> Especially at night, it becomes really evident where people live, you know, where the population areas are, where the cities are, so the whole place is lit up. And maybe if you're landing, if you're landing into a city as well, you're, then you're only maybe at maybe 10,000 feet. So you're coming down and you can see, you can see the cars, you can see the stadium and, and people playing football, and you can see the, the, the flats and the houses. And, and, uh, and it's, a, it's a very interesting perspective up there. Up, up there, like, um, certain things are so irrelevant. When you're up there, like, 10, 10 15,000 feet looking down, do people's fingernails matter? Like, do the sti- does the style matter? Does do haircuts matter? Does the car they're driving actually matter? Does uh, you know the, the, the clothes that they're wearing, their, their, their exam results, things that are, that are so important to people when they're down here, when they're you know when they're just focused on, on their lives here, certain things become so incredibly important. From up there, absolutely indifferent. From God's perspective, there are so many things that in our lives that should be important, maybe that aren't. So many things that are important to us that maybe shouldn't be important at all. Uh, someone sent me, you know, the, the guy who takes care of our, of our YouTube videos, sent me uh, a list of the countries that actually watch the, the, the homilies on, on YouTube. And I was shocked. First, I want to begin with an apology uh, because I speak very quickly. Uh, so a lot of these countries, um, I'm, I'm not sure if they're English-speaking people who are listening to them. I'm not sure, uh, but the, we have a lot of lot of people listening from from America, which is great. Again, apologies for my Irishness. From the UK, and then from France, Spain, and Germany, and then Indonesia and Russia. So, firstly, thank you to you all for dedicating time to to, to listen to to these homilies. That's just, it's it's uh, it's very. It's very humbling. It's very humbling. Secondly, again, apologies for the speed of my delivery. I really should slow down. Um, but what it does say to me is, it's like, it's like, it's like all of you in these countries. I've never seen you. I never will. Chances are. And God has this kind of perspective above your city, above your house, above your town, above your family, uh, and He sees you, and He knows you, and He loves you. And he wants to heal you. He wants you to be whole. And this is where hopefully I tie the homily together. Okay. In, in missionary journeys, when, when St. Paul is traveling around, when all, any missionary is traveling around, what are they aiming to do? Healings are important, yes. So physical healings are important. But they're important as regards the ultimate goal, which is eternal life. There's no point healing someone's body to allow them to sin even more. It's actually better they stay ill and sin less. Uh, or sometimes our illness can actually teach us the limitations of, of our own humanity and our need for God. And in that case, our, the illness can actually... I'm speaking too quickly. And in that case, the, the illness can actually serve God as well. So it's not that Ill, illness isn't the enemy on its own. What is the enemy, so? 
the word for, for holiness and the word for wholeness in Latin have the same root. So when the apostles go around, what are they trying to do? When they travel, when any missionary goes to a country, when any, even within our own country, like when, when you go home with your faith into your family that may or may not practice, what are you trying to do? We want people to be whole, to be whole. Strictly, scientifically speaking, you can have life without God in the sense that you can be alive without any faith and your life will exteriorly look pretty much the same. Theologically speaking, without God, there isn't life. So like the Lord says, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. I've come that you may be alive because without God, without God, without any, without any kind of goodness, without any virtue, with, with just a heart full of you, a heart full of selfishness, a heart full of egoism, you're not really alive. You're just, basically, we become animals. We just satisfy our next desire. That's it. There's nothing deeper. There's nothing greater. There's nothing more, more profound. There's no real love. It's just instinct and satisfaction. It's so base. With God, on the other hand, our whole lives are elevated. Everything about our, everything about our lives is elevated. The way we love, the way we serve, the way we forgive, the way we pray. The, the value that we see in ordinary, mundane things like daily jobs and services and, and even illness, that we know that, that, that the Lord in his plan can make something good out of this and he can turn all things to the good for those who love him. Our whole lives change because of this just one idea that, that, that God exists, that God is love, that God loves me, and he wishes to elevate me. He wishes to make me whole, to make me whole. So within each one of us, like that, there are there are places of brokenness and woundedness and hurt and emptiness, uh, maybe maybe chapters of our lives that we would just wish weren't there. That if we could just go to the book of our life, we just want to and just rip that chapter out. But it's not the way it works. And even when the Lord talks about about healing, or when the Lord heals. There are certain things that he doesn't do. Okay, uh, I think of the Garden of Olives when, when Peter cuts off the soldier's ear. Jesus puts back on the same ear, heals the ear. In prayer movements, we have a tendency to say, and it's not the worst thing, but Lord, give me a new heart, or give me a new mind, or give me a new body, or give me a new leg, or give me a new whatever organ is failing. But the Lord doesn't tend to do that. He doesn't tend to... to kind of renovate I'm sorry in the sense that he doesn't like give you a, a new heart but he restores your heart he heals your heart so you still remain you but you're made whole and there's something so beautiful about that there's something so kind of divine about that like the, the way it's like it's like the Lord is saying the way I made you there's nothing wrong with you as in you may be ill and you've been through hard, difficult experiences, yes, but like, as such, what we, what we don't need to do here is take out parts of you. What we need to do is, is heal you because you are fundamentally good. You're, you're, what, what, the way you are is fundamentally good. So it's not like, you know, if I had someone else's heart, if I had someone else's ability, if I had someone else's limbs or whatever's wrong physically with me, if I had someone else's, then I'd be fine. No, no, no. The way you are is okay. Yes, you need to be restored and made whole. 
Yes, you need to be, to be, to be renewed. But as you are, made whole as you are. It's the goal of every missionary, to make us whole. Why? Because we have a God-shaped hole in our heart that nothing and no one else will ever fill. So then this, these, these missionaries, this is what drives them, this is what the Holy Spirit like inspiring them, driving them into, from city to city to city with all these wonderful names. Um, and when they go there, they want to make the people whole. They want to bring to them this, this missing piece. And what I find so fascinating about this is, is there might even be a tendency or even a temptation within many people to think, <clears throat> if I actually say the words out loud that God is my everything, or God should be my everything, or it is God that makes me whole, then in some way I'm excluding other people or I'm excluding, the, I've given up on marriage or I've, give, I've given up on having a, a family. It's just not true at all. Because as a whole person, as a person now made whole and healed, I can now give myself. I now have a whole person to offer the person I love. As opposed to saying, I have a huge gap in my heart that I want you to fill. Even though you're imperfect because you're human. And then I rely so much on this person to, to make me whole that I will only discover disappointment. Whereas when my heart is whole, because of the work of the Holy Spirit, because of God in me, because of God giving me life and life to the full, I can now give myself to another person as, as a gift, as a, not as a project, not as something the other person has to fix. fix. But I give myself as, as me. And so the Lord looks at me and he, and he sees that I'm, I'm, I'm imperfect. And he sees that I'm wounded and he sees that I'm not whole and he sees that I'm sinful and he sees that I'm just not there yet. But his goal isn't then to kind of dive into our lives and, and do such almost violence and pull things out of, out of our hearts that shouldn't be there. He doesn't do that. He's got such respect for each one of us, such reverence for you as a person. So even like in, in prayer circles, we all, we all tend to tend to, even there are songs and prayers that say, Lord, take my heart. Lord, take my, Lord, take my. Even that, that, that word doesn't really work because God isn't going to take anything. He'll wait for you to give it. Will he receive? Absolutely. Will he, will he, will he receive it from you? Exactly. But like, don't expect him to come into your heart and actually take something. Because then it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, back in when we were children, like, and we didn't want to share our toys, so we'd hold on to it really, really tight, and then your bigger brother or whatever it was would start trying to pull it off you. And the more they pull it off you, the more it actually hurts, and then there are scratches, and then there are kicks, and then there are headbutts, and then the toy breaks. So no one, then there are tears, and then, oh, you broke my face, <laughs> I broke my toy, and whatever it is. And it just would have been so much easier from the beginning. He said, well, I've had this toy for the last... 14 years, no, that would make them 14 when they're fighting over a toy. That's a bit immature. I've had this toy for the last 14 minutes, uh, so I should probably share it with my brother. And then you give it. It's just a different world altogether, different thing altogether. I just think, I think it's just, it's not, I think it's, it's, it's a misunderstanding of God to, to, to tell him, Lord, come in and take. It's not what he does. Whereas if I say, Lord, Lord, I give you. That's, 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 it's just a completely different mentality because now I'm saying, uh, I don't want a quick fix. I'll just come in, do your thing like a plumber, right? Plumbers, come in, fix my pipes, all right? And then leave. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, 
But no, I want you, Lord, to, I'm inviting you in. Yeah, and yes, I, I give you. I give you my broken heart. And I give you my loneliness. And I give you my frustration. And I give you my, my, my sin and my, my anger, my pride. And I give you my desire to control. And I give you all these memories that just, um, that just ensnare me and enslave me at times. I, I give them. I give them to you. Because you want to make me whole. You want to heal my broken heart. You want to heal my woundedness. So that I can be a gift to others. And one day, ultimately, that I can find myself in front of your face, which never turned from me for one instant of my existence. Lord Jesus, Make us whole. Heal our hearts and grant that we might give whatever is sullied, whatever is injured, whatever is painful, or that we might simply give it to you. You who want us to have life and life to the full.